Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, sitting here with Sam Ziggy Rodriguez. That's me. And we, you know what? I'm so excited. We've made it. We have made it. We've made it through another another year, another liturgical year. Mm-hmm. We have survived. We have. The second coming didn't happen yet. <laughs> Luckily, we did not have a parish bulletin that that listed the date. Right. That said, this is when the second. This is when Jesus is returning. Well, luckily, we didn't do that. Uh, so we wanted to keep that that open ended. We've talked about the fact that no man knows the hour. We, no one knows. And now women probably know, but men do not know. <laughs> no, no one knows the day or the hour. Right. Right. We we know that, and uh, so I'm obviously jesting there, but. But I, I love this solemnity, solemnity of our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the universe. I mostly just love saying it. Oh, it's awesome. It's, it's like, you know, demons, like, run. They go and hide when you say those words. Oh, absolutely. Right? I mean, there's power in the name of Jesus. I belong to Jesus Christ, King of the universe. I know. It's, it's wonderful. Just, there's something cool about that. Very. So we, we thought that it would be good to do um, a show focused on what it means, like, what Christ the King. Yeah, I mean, we say that there's there's parishes around you know that are named Christ the King Parish, mm-hmm. and uh, you know there's one in not not far from us in Mississippi. There's a nice Lutheran church called Christ the King. So I mean, there's so it's it's a very common phrase, and but I think that sometimes we uh, I don't know we don't really understand fully what that means, right? For us to say. Christ being the king of the universe. Right. So I thought we might want to sort of parse that out just a little bit. That's a good idea. All right, Sam, so go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think there's two two things that come to mind uh, that have to be parsed. Well, actually, I'll say three, right? So first would just be the scope of the universe, right? Because that's pretty big. Uh, like all of creation. I walked on the, the lot of Universal Studios, <laughs> and it was not that big. Fair enough. <laughs> it was not that big. But the universe, on the other hand, is much bigger. Well, Tom will let us know when he gets back through. He went through a Stargate, you know, a couple of weeks ago. And uh, hopefully, you know, he'll be able to give some insight as to. Do you think he'll be like 900 years old when he comes back? That'll be really cool. Anyway. But, but so, for, but, so three universe ca- is huge. Universe is it's huge. <laughs> we'll just stop there. Okay. <laughs> Second. Uh, kingship, which is foreign, I think, to a lot of people these days. Um, you know, we, we people might say like, well, is it, is it, "Should we call it like Christ the President?" You know, or something like that, and do hail to no. hail to the chief during the processional hymn. No, the, the last episode of the Crown is going to be all about Jesus Christ. I know, right? <laughs> like King of the Universe. But so, like, so this, that's the second thing to parse is what does kingship mean? And then third, you, you said know, there are only two, and now you dropped. In no, the third no, no, no. I, I started with two, and I said. I think actually there's three. And, okay, the reason I, and the reason I think that there's three is because Jesus is also mystery himself, right? He's God, he's mystery, and I think that we need to, we, we can't just talk about the space, you know, all of the universe being mysterious and, the, and, and kingship being something that we need to understand. We also need to take a look at Jesus and the person of Christ and how what he has revealed about himself fits with kingship fits with the scope 
of that kingship being all of creation. Well, at the same time as we're doing all of that, yeah. I also want to play the what if game. Sure. And so once we understand the concept of universe, once we understand the concept of kingship and even the mystery of Jesus, we understand that. Then we have to ask ourselves this question. What if Christ is king? Like, what if? I mean, if 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 Jesus Christ is actually king, how does that affect us? How should that affect us? How should that affect our view of of politics, of business, of relationships? What is it that we need to do differently? Mm. Right. If if so, if we are going to say, yes, we agree, we're going to agree with the church. Our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the Universe. Jesus is truly King. Right. That should change a lot of things. Well, so the first thing that comes to mind as you say that is there's lots of different crowns in the world that people chase, right? Uh, like you mentioned politics, but then there's also celebrity. There's all sorts of, there's wealth and power. Sports. There's sports, yeah. exactly. Yeah. All sorts of different, yes, I'm the greatest athlete, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and, and so. As we think about that, I think it's important for us to, you know, let's be grounded in the fact that no one in the history of the entire human race was uh, entitled in the way that Jesus was to Jesus literally would have been completely entitled to crown himself if he wanted to. He could have gotten like thousand carat diamonds of the highest perfection and every form of ruby and have it be 10 feet tall and made of the most precious platinum possible. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he, he would have been entitled to do that and then just put it on his head and be like, God's my father. I was conceived by the power of the Holy spirit. I am King. Here's my crown. I, you know, yeah, he is the, no one in the whole history of anyone who's ever worn a crown even compares to the level of right that he would have to have done that. And yet, he did not crown himself. He waited for us to... He let us crown him. And what was the crown that we gave him? We gave him a crown of thorns. Yeah, yeah. And so I've, I, 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 I think it's important for us to maybe ask ourselves, if we're looking at the very... Like, what are the crowns that I'm chasing in my life? And then ask ourselves, and, and, or what are the crowns that I look up to and I admire, right? And, and it, at that point, to ask ourselves, wait a second, is it maybe the case that all the world actually has to offer in terms of crowns is a crown of thorns? And that we may think, oh, this one looks glitzy, and this one looks glamorous, and this one has power, and this one has that. But if we're actually willing to receive the call to step into the the to let Jesus incarnate himself in us and live out his passion in us and the only crown the only thing that means anything is the crown of thorns right yeah. that's it <laughs> all the other are false crowns yes and we are so we we we're all you know you know guilty of chasing those false crowns and you, you just you don't have to go very far you know watch television for you know 10 minutes listen to the news or whatever read uh you know social media and all the you know you google it yeah right? and essentially you will find that the world is chasing these these all these false crowns whether it's human sexuality you know wealth all the things that you mentioned uh and that's that's it's very very typical it is very typical, and you're right in terms of like I think in just general bragging rights, having a, desiring to have a sense of status, 
Yeah. Um, there's something just, if you think about it, like I'm reminded of Philippians 2, that um, Jesus, though he was God, he did not regard equality with God as something, something to be grasped. grasped. Yeah. And thus he emptied himself, took on the form of a slave. Yeah. And he was obedient, you know, including obedient unto death, even death on a cross. And by that obedience, by that humility, I'm, now I'm paraphrasing because I don't have the, the flip, Philippians. You forgot born in the likeness of man, right? Born in the likeness of man, yes. And, and that, so that, that's incarnational. That helps us understand that we have worth and value. Yes. Like he, he became like us. But he taught us how to use our likeness. We should be pouring ourselves out. We should not be seeking status for ourselves. We should be, if we're given status, we should be abdicating that like him and making a sacrifice of our lives to Jesus the best right. that we can. Right. Exactly right. He, he, didn't, he didn't like become like us, right, born in the likeness of man. He yes. didn't do that uh, essentially to, 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 uh, to tell us to chase all the false crowns. Right. Hey, I'm, I'm gonna, I came down here to tell you something. You really need to chase all this empty stuff. Right. It's going to be great. <laughs> right? And, and in fact, that's why there's always this uh, sort of contrarian uh, thing going on with, you know, uh, meek and humble riding on an ass. You know, all, right. these, all these images that are, that are the opposite of what the world expects. Born in a manger. Yeah, yes. Exactly. So these are all the opposite of what the world would tell us. Right, and so so if we're chasing, if that's those are our kings, and that's who we chase, and that's what, now. By the way, in all of this, I hope you aren't telling me I'm gonna have to get rid of my Mickey Mantle autograph pennant. <laughs> no, no, you just have to give it to me. I mean. Okay, all right, I'll hand it. I'll hand it to you. Uh, but uh, you know, if if this is what we're chasing, right, right, what we need to ask ourselves is why are we not. Um, instead of chasing, let's say, conforming ourselves or or availing ourselves of the king of love, the king of mercy, the king of forgiveness, right? The king of suffering, right? Right? Why aren't we Why aren't we availing ourselves or uh, uh, being in the presence of that king? Uh, that's a whole different experience. So I, I think actually, uh, part of the answer is this. We often mistake ourselves. When we think of love, we like to think of ourselves as an endpoint of love, including, you know, like, I know I'm loved. If, you know, I, I want to be built up in this love that stops with me. Yeah. And I want to know that God loves me and he, I'm the endpoint of that love. He's blessed me in this way. He's given me these things. These are signs of his love. I'm an endpoint of that love. So I get to keep this for me and for myself. There's, a, there's an attitude that we can very easily adopt, but I think the fact of the matter is that none of us are the endpoint of love. God desires, he, yes, he loves us, he loves us, but he loves us to love through us, to love others through us. And so if, the, if we're caught up in saying, I want this crown for me, you know, or any, or any I want to be, I want this blessing for me, whatever it might be. Right. Um, then we're missing the whole point that ultimately, yes, there are certain things that are entrusted to our stewardship that we need for, you know, to keep our, our, our families fed, to keep, you know, basic necessities, my, you know, uh, you know, debts paid and things like that, like a mortgage and various other right. things. But 
God, when he gives to us in excess of what we really need, we need to really and give God, if, we're gonna, if he's going to truly exercise his kingship over our life, then we need to invite him to use us to, to, to take that time, that talent, that, the, the, the gift, that treasure, whatever has been entrusted to our stewardship, um, to let him guide us as to how to use it. Yeah, and that's another thing I, I guess I would mention that, that's important to understand that, like, if, if Jesus is king, right, what we're called to do, um, essentially, if we're going to be following Christ, the king of love, mercy, forgiveness, creation, king of kings, the king of the universe, if we're following that king, uh, then essentially what we need to understand is that we, we are then, we're really his soldiers, yeah. right? So, and, and we're called to serve, which means that what we're called to actually do is to to usher forth his kingdom. Yeah. I mean that's that's he's 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 asking us to be part of that that mission, that uh that call, right? Instead of him just coming on a cloud and saying I'm king of the universe. Right. Right? It's it's not like that. We we are supposed to be active in in serving him. Well, the throne that he desires to take is in each of our hearts. Right? He's he's not going to come on a cloud and just say uh I, it doesn't fulfill his kingship to just have him arrive arise on a really really big cloud that all of us can see and point and 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 that's just the end of it and that's the story of his kingship. God has a a, a, a plan to save the world one heart at a time, and each heart has within it a throne that is created for Jesus to sit upon. Yes. Yes. And, and and I believe there's also a, crown, a, a throne for a blessed mother in yes. each of our hearts. <laughs> but we but, have and to, also remember, we're also temples of the Holy Spirit. And temples of the Holy Spirit, right. yes. Yeah. And we need to uh, invite Christ. He's not going to just take the throne of our heart by force. That's not the nature of a king he is. He does battle, He doesn't, but he's not going to battle with us. He battles for us against the enemies of God who are waging war on us and our capacity to receive Jesus, right? So he'll wage war on them for us, but he's going to wait to be invited to sit in that throne. And if we decide, okay, Lord, you can sit in that throne. And then the next day we decide, ah, you know what? I'm going to put, you know, my job on that throne instead. Yeah. He's going to let you do that. But he's going to let you learn the hard way that that's not the path to happiness. That you can have things like your job and you can l- receive them in a rightly ordered way, right? And use the provision from it in a rightly ordered way. Or you can make your order your life around it instead of Jesus. Yeah, see, Jesus doesn't plunder. No. Right? He doesn't plunder. And, and that's why the invitation, right? He offers us that opportunity to invite him in. Right. And, and and that's the difference because that's like that's you know this this idea of free will, uh, the idea of making a choice like choosing Jesus. Yes, right. Which is also you know we'll have we have shows on why evil exists in the world. Yes, because God permits it so that we have something to choose that's not Him. Right, right. So that we will freely choose Him. Yes. See, and that's how we allow Jesus to be um, uh, the King of the Universe. Yes, and our you know our King. And I want to go back to that 
first thing you're talking about like what is the universe and we, we really yeah. need to conceive of that because that's that is a that is right there a, a big deal because um, we've mentioned a lot of things that people will think are in the universe these are things that are in the universe but they're not the universe right but the politics the sports the business right relationships and friendships and uh, family these are all part of, you know, Hollywood, all of the celebrity, right? These are parts of the universe, but it's not the universe. Right. And we can't even conceive of infinity and eternity. Right. And yet we have to understand that's exactly what Jesus is king of. Yeah. Right? He's king of all of that. Um, and, and the reason why I bring it up again is because I, I think about the fact that m- most people, um, how they're celebrating the solemnity of our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the Universe, is they're going to Mass. Right. Right. And it's the last day of the liturgical year or the last Sunday of the liturgical year. Uh, it's going to, uh, it, uh, it ushers uh, in the, the, the new liturgical year, right? It's the, it's the transition to that. And then the new liturgical year will repeat everything again and then come to its uh, fullness right of revelation at christ the king the following year yes and so if we understand this concept of what universe is and we realize that jesus needs to be lord of all aspects of our life but it's not just our life it's every single nook and cranny of everything that was created and beyond uh Everything that is supernatural, things that we can't even see and feel. So all of the angels, yes, right, even all of the demons, all everything. Jesus is supreme over everything, everything to the far reaches, and 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 you already know. I know we all know that you know. There's not a big enough telescope, the Hubble telescope, or any other kind right. that can see the farthest reaches of space, and there's not a, a big enough microscope to see the the tiniest. Uh, bits of particles right right we can't go so that there's I- infinity in both directions yeah right yeah. out and 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 in so the minuscule to the farthest reaches and the thing is that's what jesus is lord over the infinite and the infinitesimal yes. uh, i just is yes. absolutely yeah. mind-boggling and so when people say like we're well, the universe you know and it's like that's why i was making that joke earlier about universal studios right uh, the, the idea that jesus is king of the universe it should bring everybody to their knees. Right. It brings the devil to his knees. Yeah. Right? And, and, and it should make us realize, uh, you know, all the stuff about the, you know, uh, we're like grains of sand on a beach and all this kind of stuff and understand just the vastness. Mm. Right? How many times have uh, you've probably done it, Sam? Last time you were at the beach, you look out at the ocean, and you oh, always yeah. say those words like, "If we could harness all this power, you know, <laughs> you just you just see you just see the vastness of something, or a beautiful sunset, right? You know, uh, gorgeous skies with billowing clouds, and or you see snow-capped mountains, and this this great array of order out there and, and beauty, um, and you and you sense eternity, you sense something way beyond you, and yeah. that's just from the physical world, right? Right. So beyond that, that's what Jesus is king of. Yes. I mean, that's, that's, that's more than most people can, can fathom. And you know what? Here's the thing. You might say like, well, yeah, but if we can't fathom, if we can't think about it, then, you know, why do we have to conceive of it? Why do we even think about it? Right. I just, all I know about is my little world that I'm in. I, I want people to stop and think for a second and realize some, a, a profundity that took me a while to realize in my own life. When we go to mass... Mm-hmm. We are experiencing in that mass eternity. Yeah, I mean, really, what's happening is, especially at that moment of the consecration, at that moment, 
Think about the great amen. Yeah. Right? When 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 the priest elevates the host, right? Mm-hmm. Through him, in him, with him. Right? When he's doing that, and we do that amen that follow the great amen that follows yes. that, it's like God is lifting the veil. Yep. And we get to just peek into eternity. Right. But that's what, what we truly believe that's going on in Mass at that moment is that all of the angels and all the saints, all the martyrs that have gone before us, mm-hmm. you know, Aunt Myrtle, everybody and everything, every all of, of, the, of the supernatural world, right, heaven and earth collide together at that moment. Yes. And no matter how empty your church might be, how many spaces in the pews there are, they're crammed full of the angels and the saints. Right. Worshiping God, right? And even the souls in purgatory are crying out at mm. that moment and are connected to all of us. Yes. Right? So church militant, church triumphant, and the mm. church suffering all just come busting together. Yes. That's eternity. And so we need to get a sense of of universe. Oh, yeah. And realize that's what we're talking about. And the fact that, like, you mentioned the demons that every knee shall bend. Uh, again, going back to Philippians 2. But, yeah, Jesus, I mean, that's the reason why exorcism works, right? So, like, when you... They when, got to. They have yeah, no choice. They have no choice. He's king of the universe. And, and, and he specifically says during one of his exorcisms, he says that you know that the kingdom of God has come upon you. You know, uh, and, and saying is a sign that the kingdom of God has come upon you is the casting out of these demons. You and know? the exorcist is a soldier of Christ. Yes. He is proclaiming the kingdom, and, and essentially the, 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 the demons, the devil, they have to submit. Yeah, because he's there in persona Christi he's, and, under yeah. the, and under the authority of the church. So, uh, yeah, 100%. And so this, so this supernatural and natural universe that Jesus is king of, right, Everything yeah. that you can conceive of and that you can't even possibly conceive of that Jesus is king of, that's way more than business. It's way more than politics, right? Right. It's way more than relationships and uh, human sexuality and all the things that we get caught up in, right, in our own lives. But in, in the bigness of that expanse and that, that dominion, you have 100% of his attention. That's beautiful. That just the idea that you mean the world to him. And yeah, 100% of his attention and 100% of his love. Yeah, that's because you know, if you beautiful. divide infinity, you still get infinity. That's right. Well, hold on, let me get my calculator. <laughs> let me get my iPhone out. I don't believe you. Wait, there's no infinity button on my on my iPhone. What is the deal with that? No, you're you're right and the idea that this great expanse of the universe beyond our wildest imaginations Right, the great expanse. It still means that that each of us. This is all part of the incarnation. Right. Jesus could have remained up in heaven. Right. And and shouted down, "Hey, down there!" Yeah, he could have done that, but he didn't. Right. He took on the form of a slave. He became like us. Right. Absolutely. And was like us in every way but sin. Well, and, and another in terms of like the whole universe being redeemed, I heard a homily once uh, here in our diocese where they were talking about the, the dream that Peter has in Acts when um, the tapestry is, you know, is torn in half and, he, and God reveals to him that all animals are now clean. You don't have to yeah. um, uh, abide by kosher law anymore. And the priest in his homily, he said, you know why that is? He said, that tells us that the redemption... Christ's resurrection touches everything. 
He said it redeemed not, you know, it's not just sort of like a some sort of legalistic exchange regarding sin. It redeemed all of creation. Right. And he, he's like, it's because of Christ's sacrifice that that the, uh, the, the those that ban on the kosher. Uh, the, the ban on those animals was lifted, right? And so, I, I mean, I was like, I'm going to go eat bacon just as an act of devotion. <laughs> <laughs> and you're very devoted. I'll just, I'll just admit, you're very, very devoted, especially when it comes to bacon. But also connected to that. I mean, at creation, when he would look out at what he had created each day, and he saw that it was good. Yes. Right? And then he created man, and he saw that it was very good. Yeah. Right? And so you, you realize that in creation, everything was created to be good, created by good to be good, right? By goodness itself. <laughs> then we have the fall. And right. so when Jesus, when the redemption comes along, right? Yes. When Jesus takes on all of, of the world's fallenness, yes. right? And then redeems us, he redeemed everything. Yes. So we look at sacraments, yes. and we'll take something of this earth, bread or wine or water, and then it's consecrated, blessed, set apart, Right? And then through the ministry of, of the church distributed to the people, that's God's divine life poured yeah, into us, exactly. right? So there's, there's a beautiful, this incarnational faith that we have is powerful. Uh, it's our way of connecting to eternity, our way of connecting to a, a universe that we can't possibly even understand. And again, it's a personal connection. And so when we have to look at our politics and we have to look at the things that we think we care about, right? And we have to cast it all against the light of Jesus who he is and what he's asking us to do in our lives to give our lives to him and let him be king of us and all of that has been entrusted to That's us. That's right. So we should ask ourselves, let's play the what if game. Yeah. I mean, seriously, what if Jesus was the king, right, of the universe? What if? What if that's true? Then what 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 do we what 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 should that mean? I mean, what does that mean for us when when it comes to our all these petty arguments we have about politics? Yes, right. Which side we're on? Right. What what should that mean? What does that mean when it comes to our own goals and aspirations? Right. Like what we choose to do in our leisure time. Right. What is it that we do? Uh, how do we treat other people? Our, our 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 relationships. What about our business dealings? Right. Right. If Jesus Christ is King, is he just King until it's time to make that good deal and take that guy's money, you know, even though you probably could have yeah. another fair, more fair way of doing things. You might have done that, but hey, it's all in the, in, in the name of capitalism and greed, you right. know, and I'm not against capitalism. I love capitalism. My point is, if Christ is king, it's going to affect everything. Everything. And that's a beautiful thing for us to understand. So the solemnity of our, our Lord Jesus Christ, king of the universe, let's all celebrate that by following the king. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy, Holy Mary, Mother, Mother of God, God pray, pray for us sinners, sinners now at the hour of our death. death. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. Visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com. You can also find us on iTunes or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe, serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time.